the full rosters are finally out after waiting for so long. Who made the cut and who did not? Who's on their way to San Diego? We'll find out on tonight's, or this morning's, Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your Locked on Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How about them bums? Oh, man. Whew. That, that was a lot of fun. I'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. But hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade Thank you for making this your first listen of the day or night or afternoon or whatever time that you happen upon this. Also, don't forget that um, this podcast is free and available. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. So, yeah, I almost lost my voice tonight and may as well explain why. I was at Chavez Ravine. I was at the Dodger game. I may have mentioned this on the personal side and to the dismay of at least one or two people on YouTube. You know what? Eh, whatever. Um, to the dismay of a couple people. Yeah, I'm more of a Dodger fan. But, you know, when you have a team across the street that's owned by Artie Moreno. Duh. You know what? Let, let's not talk about baseball. No, no, don't do that. Because we need to talk all about the opening night rosters. So Tuesday night was technically opening night in the National Hockey League. Check that. Technically, the weekend was opening night because he had those opening games between the Preds and the Sharks all the way in Chechia. So that was kind of opening day night, not really, sort of. And then you had this open, the actual opening night on Tuesday, which to me should not count as opening night because we didn't see a banner raised. No, didn't happen. I mean, that's typically traditionally what opening night is to me. Opening night to me is when you have a banner raising, you have some rings, you know, given out. That's what it is. But I'm also used to like every other sports league doing the same thing, like opening night is kicked off by whoever won the cup last. In this case, the Avalanche. And I honestly thought that the Avs would have the Tuesday night game. But no, they gave it to some team in LA that plays at Staples Center. They gave it to them and they had to play against a team with ugly golden jerseys. I'm just going to come on and say it. I hate that those are the primary jerseys for Vegas now. Awful. Just awful. So, to me, Wednesday's actually opening night because, hey, that's opening night for your Anaheim Ducks. That is right. And we have some rosters. So, I've, you know, straddled long enough. Let's talk about who made the final rosters. We'll begin, we'll begin easy. We'll begin with the goalies. Your two goalies, once again, for the second consecutive season are... John Gibson, and Anthony Stolarz. Stoli, the goalie, coming off of a pretty decent season with the Anaheim Ducks. And honestly, John Gibson 
had a great first half of the season. I've talked about this on the regular podcast, but John Gibson had an all-star caliber first half of the season, and he earned that right to make the all-star team. Everything that happened after Vegas just completely went south, not just for John Gibson, but for the Anaheim Ducks as well. So, yeah, hopefully John Gibson can find can find his form from his first half of the season. That's what we're hoping for. Anthony Stolarz has always been a steadfast backup goaltender, and I've always been a fan of Anthony Stolarz ever since his days with the San Diego Goals back in 2018, 2019, 2019, 2020. I've always been a big fan of his, and even going back to his days with Lehigh Valley and the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, come on, who can forget the gritty mask? He was the first one to wear a gritty mask, and I always thought that was the coolest thing. But as as it is, Anthony Stolarz last season had a pretty decent save percentage, 917. That's not bad. He had a 267 goals against. It's pretty good. Hey, his wins were good. He was 12, 8, and 3. He won more often than he lost. With not one, not two, but three. Three shutouts. Ah, ah, ah. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Stoli the goalie. But that should be the surprise to absolutely no one here. So let's talk a little bit about defense next. Defense, this one's a little tricky because I honestly thought that we would see, you know, a little more youth there, but not so much. So here's what we have. We have presumably first line, Cam Fowler and John Klingberg. Those are presumably your first pairing for defense. Then presumably second line, maybe. Dmitry Kulikov and Jamie Drysdale. JD is back. He is now 20 years old. Not a teenager anymore and no longer mostly on the first line. I think JD is going to really benefit from having Kulikov likely or maybe not. Maybe it could be Nathan Beaulieu. Yeah. Nathan Beaulieu made the team, as well as Simon Benoit. He also made it. Kevin Shattenkirk. And then you have Colton White, who's probably going to be healthy scratch a couple times, more than a couple times. And Uhro Vakanainen starting the year on the injured reserve. That's kind of how it is. In fact, just to put this out there now, so Uhro Vakanainen has been placed on injured reserve. And also, John Moore is designated as an injured non-roster. So his money will be buried cap space. So those are your defensemen once again, just to put them out there in alphabetical order. Bolu, Benoit, Drysdale, Fowler, Klingberg, Kulikov, Shattenkirk, and White. And of course, Vakaninen on injured reserve and John Moore, who is non-roster reserve. So those are your goalies and those are your defensemen. And I do want to briefly talk about just who I think would be good pairings for defense. I mentioned it should be Fowler and Klingberg on that first line without question. 
That signing of Klingberg was a stroke of genius from GM Pat Verbeek. Having a one-year deal, not a bad idea because this season could be one of the best starts the Ducks had, or it could be a dumpster fire, and the Ducks could always trade Klingberg at the deadline as a rental to some team and get a first-round pick. I wouldn't mind that at all. I wouldn't mind either way. I would love to keep John Klingberg because I do think he would help this Ducks team a lot. But there's always it's always nice to have that backup plan just in case. Second pairing. Now, I've seen Bolu possibly being second line defense. I've seen maybe Benoit. No, it shouldn't be Benoit. It shouldn't be Colton White. No. Vakaninen. I would have liked to have seen him get a chance at second line pairing, but he got injured in a pretty gnarly collision. So I think it will end up being Dmitry Kulikov and Jamie Drysdale. Kulikov can be responsible on defense, and I think he can really help JD out with some of his shortcomings. I mean, again, Drysdale is only 20 years old. And again, have patience. Have patience with the team in general, but especially the young guys. Jamie Drysdale is still learning the like the finer aspects. Like he knows the game, but he's still learning the minute details that can take him from a great player to an exceptional player. So there's still those little details. But I think Drysdale's on the right track. And having a veteran like that, I mean, Kulikov, he's, I think, 30, let me look, I think he's 31, 32. He turns 32 later this month. So to have that veteran presence right along with him, I think would be ideal. As far as third pairing, it's going to be Shattenkirk and a mix between Beaulieu and Benoit. I would like to see Benoit get that opening night start. I mean, Benoit and Shattenkirk, at least that would put some youth on that pairing because Shatty, he is 33. Benoit, he's young. He's only 24 years old. Also a fellow Virgo. What up? And <laughs> Virgo rising. I didn't say that. Did I? Yes. Benoit has always been a steady player with the San Diego goals, and he finally got his shot pretty recently. And I would think he's shown himself to be a highly capable defenseman for this Anaheim Ducks franchise. He looked good with the goals. He does have that pretty good shot of his, by the way. Um, maybe not a super big booming shot, but Benoit does have a good shot on him. And he's got good size on him. I know Pat Verbeek likes his larger defenseman with a good shot. And that's what... Benoit could provide. Last season, I think, was his kind of breakout year with the Ducks. He played in 53 games. I would hope this season Benoit gets to at least 60-plus games for the Ducks. And if that happens, there's no reason he can't get to double-digit points this season. I mean, I'm realistic. I'm not going to say, like, oh, he's going to get 10, 15 goals. No, I'd be okay with double-digit points. If he gets 10 points, like, Two goals, eight assists. Yeah, I'm good with that. So that's who I would ex 
expect to be a pairing. That's what I would expect. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever, which comes in a plethora of fantastic flavors and also Built Boost, which I try on the regular. It helps me with my marathon training, which I will talk about much more as it comes closer. But, you know, marathon training is getting pretty serious. And also Built Puffs. It's protein-infused marshmallow. It tastes delicious. Still, my favorite flavor is the Churro Puff. So if you want to try for yourself, head over to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. Coming up after the intermission, we're going to talk all about the forwards. Ooh, We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I went a little bit long on that first segment, so we're going to keep the rest of the show rather quick, because I got forwards to talk about, and I'm excited about the top six. I think I'm the most excited that I've been about a top six than I've been in a long time. So here's... What I'm going to do, I'm just going to list the forwards first that made the roster. So here you go. In alphabetical order, I'm going to do it this way. Max Comtois, he comes back to the Ducks for another season, along with the hashtag Elite1C, Derek Grant. The perennial, steady, third, fourth line guy. Important guy to have. Uncle Rico is back. Adam Henrique. The steady veteran comes back for another season. I expect him to be a very good top six guy. Could be a resurgent year for Adam Henrique. Max Jones, the fan favorite. He comes back to the Ducks. This next name, a bit surprising. Brett Leeson picked up on waivers from the Washington Capitals. I'll talk more about him in a second. Then you have Isaac Lundestrom down the middle. Yeah. Third line center. Should be fine. Then you have one of my main guys. Mason McTavish. Will I keep pumping his tires? Heck yeah. Do I hope he will win the Calder Trophy? Yes. That's what I'm hoping for. Do I think he will likely win it? I think he could still likely win it. There's some very... There's some good competition to have. But I'm hopeful that he wins the Calder and doesn't ends up runner-up like Zegras last season. Anyway, Pavel Regenda. Yeah. Pavel is making the Ducks squad after a great showing in preseason. Then you have Jakob Silverberg, who, by the way, is going to be one of the alternate captains this season. Then you have Ryan Strom, who the Ducks picked up. Troy Terry. What up? Fellow birthday person. Fellow Virgo, that's what's up. Troy Terry, born on September 10th, comes back once again. The former fifth-round pick from Denver is looking to capitalize on a great season last year. Last season, he had 37 goals. I'm thinking he's going to get 30 goals again. Could he get 40? Who knows? Then you have Frank, not Milano, 
Frank Vetrano, who the Ducks did pick up from the Rangers. And last but certainly not least, the cover boy. The guy who likes playing chill. Trevor Zegris. So those are your forwards once again. Comtois, Grant, Henrique, Jones, Leeson, Lundestrom, McTavish, Regenda, Silverberg, Strom, Terry, Vetrano, and Zegris. So let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about these forwards for a second. Oh, right. Uh, the injured guys. Uh, Sam Carrick, he is on injured reserve. Actually, Sam Carrick is on designated injured non-roster, which is interesting. So maybe Sam Carrick isn't going to come back as soon as we would like. But, I mean, Sam Carrick is still out there with the team, so that's kind of cool. And Glenn Gaudan is listed as non-roster. I, I think Glenn Gaudan is probably going to be, like, the most healthy scratched guy out there. Look, Glenn Gaudan is a tweener. I like him a lot, but he's a tweener. I would hope he gets more time in the AHL this season because he needs to skate. But those are the forwards on the roster. So top six guys on this Ducks roster. Well, obviously, it starts with Troy Terry and Trevor Zegris. How can it not? Troy Terry was the leading goal scorer for the Anaheim Ducks last season. And Trevor Zegris was the runner-up for the Calder Trophy last season. Definitely a pass-first kind of guy. Then we have Adam Henrique, who I think could be on that top line. Henrique has always been just a terrific, steady player for the Ducks. Always likes to kind of bash around a little bit. Kind of show that nice little facial hair that he has, like, very handsome facial hair. Kind of jealous of it. But Henrique, I think, could have a pretty solid season if he stays healthy. Also top six... Look, it's gonna it's gonna be Ryan Strom. Ryan Strom is going to be top six. Z is gonna be top six. McTavish, I think, will also be top six. I mean, McTavish is too good to be buried in the third or fourth line. Whether he winds up as a center or a winger could be offling. I think McTavish can make any position work. And I think he will also wind up being on the power play, maybe PP1. But I also expect him to see some time on the penalty kill. That is a great quality of his. Good on defense, solid on the penalty kill. So I could see McTavish being one of those guys that winds up on both sides of it where he's both on the power play and the penalty kill. So my top six, Henrik McTavish. Strom, Terry, Zegris, and wow, I guess Vetrano. Yeah, that that's still a good top six to have. But I really do like the depth pieces the Ducks have. Max Jones led the team in, in goal scoring during the preseason. Derek Grant scored a lot of points in the preseason as well. So I feel confident in him. Jakob Silverberg is going to be the interesting one to see how he fares after dealing with a major injury. So I can't wait to see how those guys do. So it's really going to come down to also also the depth pieces. I've talked about this a lot recently. 
it's going to come down also to guys like Max Comtois, Max Jones, especially, and Derek Grant. I'm really curious to see, especially how Jones and Grant do this coming season for the Anaheim Ducks. So that's it. That is the roster for your Anaheim Ducks. By the way, I should mention that once again, we're here at Locked on Anaheim Ducks talking about the rosters. And hey, don't forget to hit that bell. Hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube because I will be talking about opening night stuff and it'll be a return of a certain dog. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to hold on a second because I talked about who made the team. I didn't talk about who didn't make the team yet. And I feel like I have to at this point because there's at least one name who I did think was going to make it. And there was another name that I thought was going to stick around, but he got picked up off of waivers. So let's first talk about the guy that did not make the team that I thought had a decent shot. And that is Rocco Grimaldi. Grimaldi, I thought, had a good preseason, scoring five preseason points. It was looking for a while that he could crack the roster. But he was off his PTO. He is now given a PTO, or not a PTO, but now he's given a shot with the San Diego goals. So we'll see if he does indeed come to San Diego. I was impressed with Grimaldi. I liked him a lot last season in the AHL. I still think he's got something left in the tank. I honestly do. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. As far as who the Ducks lost, I mean, okay, so here's what happened. The Ducks did have to put some guys on waivers because they had to send guys back down to San Diego. And one of those guys that I thought could possibly make the Ducks team, Josh Mahura. Mahura has always been a tweener guy as well. Mahura is a great blue liner in the American Hockey League, a pretty solid blue liner in the National Hockey League. And I kind of feel like some of the signings may have pushed him out, and that's unfortunate because I think he does deserve a shot in the National Hockey League. And Mahura, he's still young-ish. He's 24. So the Ducks put him on waivers. He got claimed by the Florida Panthers. So Josh Mahura, who I was hoping would be a top-pairing defenseman for San Diego, he got picked up by Florida. So... He's gone. Josh Mahura is gone to the Florida Panthers. Ah, dang it. It's really hoping. So that means Mahura's gone. Ah, fine. Whatever. Glenn got in. Um, I should point out, he did go to waivers and he did clear waivers. So Godin will be playing with the goals on opening night on the road. Yay! How about that? 
So those are some of the guys that did not make it. But Rocco Grimaldi, I was hoping he would get a shot. I, I really hoped that we would see something from there. Uh, someone else that I thought could have possibly made the team, but he got cut pretty early. I still believe in Jacob Perot. I still think Jacob Perot has something to prove. I mean, yes, he's still only 20 years old. He did get a game in the National Hockey League last season. We'll see. We'll see. Again, he's only 20. He's got time, folks. I'm not too worried about that. One more name that I was hoping would get some kind of shot this season. At least nine games. And I think a lot of Ducks fans feel the same way. Olin Zellweger. A while back, he got sent back to juniors. And he's going to kill it in juniors. He will. So those are some of the guys that did not make it. But especially Mahura, who got picked up on waivers. And especially Rocco Grimaldi. So good luck to all those guys down in San Diego. Okay. So I have a couple minutes. I just kind of want to have a little bit of fun here. So you guys may have noticed by now that I'm not wearing a duck shirt. I'm in fact wearing a dot. You can probably see like the very top of it. It's a it's a Dodger shirt. Yes, I know. Look, there are plenty, plenty of Ducks people that are also Dodger fans. All right. I'm just going to put it out there right now. I mean... The one example I could think of off the top of my head is Annie O.D., who's one of the best Ducks folks out there. We love Annie O.D., but hey, big Dodger fan. Yeah, love it. And another another buddy of mine, just a little bit of a shout-out, uh, his name's Piero. He's, Piero's a big, big Ducks fan. I've actually sat with him for a couple of games super nice guy sat with him for a couple of ducks games he's come up to check out some minor league hockey always love having him around him and his family are awesome and but he's also one of the biggest dodger fans that i know so you know just gonna say it once again it's possible to be dodgers ducks it's also possible to be king's angels there's at least one person I know that is a pretty big Kings fan that's also an Angels fan. Hey, you know what? It can happen. You never know. So that's why this show is coming out early Monday morning. It, or not early Monday. Ha, my days are mixed up. It's Wednesday. Early Wednesday morning. Ha. Um. So the first episode that was Tuesday afternoon, I... Got that one rendered. That one was good. And I had recorded a first segment. But then I realized that there was traffic. So I had to get going. And I realized there was a couple of errors when I first recorded. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to scrap it. I'm just going to re-record when I get home. And make sure I get every roster spot right. And get every thought that I wanted to get out, you know, like precise. So I want to do it for you guys and make sure I put out at least something of quality. So, yeah, that's why this one's coming out on Wednesday morning. Because if you saw the Dodgers game ended a little bit late. And if you saw, it it was raining out there. Yeah, it was actually raining at Chavez Ravine. 
How weird was that? I mean, I've been to hundreds of games. Not often do I get to a game when it's raining. I've been to a now a rainy game at Dodger Stadium. My second one, actually. I've been to a rainy game in San Diego. I've done it in Colorado. Saw, saw a rainbow in Colorado. If you're wondering what I'm looking at, I'll talk about that on another podcast. But, oh wait, there's my little um, poster there. So, Colorado, I got caught in rain. Actually, you know where I really got caught in rain was Kansas City. Kansas City was a whole other adventure. Chicago at Wrigley Field saw a very long rain delay there. But still, by far, my favorite memory of a rain delay, well, two of them, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Cleveland, because if it wasn't for a rain delay, I wouldn't have gotten a foul ball. And Pittsburgh, because that was just one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. One day, I'll talk about, like, my baseball travels. Maybe I'll keep that on the backseat for, like, a non-hockey podcast at some point. But, yeah, I mean, I have baseball travels. I've been all 30. Yeah, I'll talk about that someday. And that's also, because of Dodger game, why my voice is a little bit sore right now. Not sore, but just a little bit, you know, like, ooh, hey, I've been cheering. That's how it is. All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Guess what? It's opening night. Yeah. You guys excited? I'm excited because the Ducks are going to take on the Seattle Kraken. And hey, also, also, there's going to be a post, a squad cast with myself and Erica Ayala from Locked on Kraken. We're going to have a post game discussion and talk about it. And I think we're also going to have like a little viewing party around the third period. I mean, I still don't know how exactly that's going to work. But when that happens, I will post a link on the Ducks or on the Locked on Ducks Twitter which is at LO underscore Ducks. So keep an eye on that Twitter tomorrow, and we'll have a little bit of a squad cast with Erica tomorrow. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So do check that out. Thanks for making this your first listen of the day. Hey, make Locked On Kraken your second listen of the day because that's going to be fun. We'll get, we'll get her point of view as well. First game of the season. We'll see who's victorious. I'm cracking my knuckles already. I'm I'm ready. For the Ducks to take on the Kraken and beat them by the final score of 5-2. to two. Trevor Zegers will score. Troy Terry will score. Is it an early prediction? Yeah, it is. I expect blood. It's going to be fun. Oh yeah, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podbean, Smoke Signal. Okay, I was kidding about the last one. No smoke signals here. No telegraph, none of that. But you can find it wherever podcasts are heard. And hey, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Yeah, check it out. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. And let's have some fun this season. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the night, morning, I guess. Please be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.